Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. What up, TCK Potters? I'm your host, Sky Guasco. You are listening to the Candlestick Kids Fantasy Football Podcast. Please follow us on Instagram at fantasyfootball underscore TCK pod and on Twitter at TCK underscore pod. You can find all of our rankings and multiple articles at tckpod.com. We've got a lot to cover, so let's get into it. Okie dokie, Mr. Smokey. Let's get at it. This is... The Candlestick Kids Podcast, episode 301, TCK Pod, episode 301. Congratulations, Sky, hitting that big three-century mark. Speaking of Sky, hit him up at TCK underscore pod on Twitter. Instagram, at fantasyfootball underscore TCK pod. Go to the website, tckpod.com. Find the podcast five episodes a week. Anywhere you listen to your podcast, they're all available. This episode, this Tuesday episode, every Tuesday's episode is a Stat Rad episode with yours truly. It's Dweez Nuts here. Find me on Twitter at Dweez Nuts, all Z's, no S's. If you like the sound of my voice, I've got another podcast, Your Football Fantasy. You can find that anywhere. 90 minutes of me and a couple of my buddies getting fucked up talking about football. It's a great goddamn time. But that's not what we're here for today. We're here to dive deep today. Pick a couple of situations and we dive deep to find out what's really happening behind the finish numbers, the final stat lines. I don't want you to go into your waiver wires just saying, hey, who finished wide receiver six this week? Who finished running back 25 this week? There's more to it than just a finish stat line. And that's what I'm here To help you dig through, find out what's really going on so you can spend your fab money wisely, so you can make smart trade offers before your deadline, which is probably coming up this week, next week, maybe the week after. In this week, we're going to go pretty deep in just one situation. We're going to look at four or five players in one situation on one team to give you the inside track As far as the numbers tell us thus far, admittedly, small sample size, but we can dive deep and we can make the right decisions with the information we have available to us right now. That's what we do here in fantasy football. We look at the information. We say, what does this information tell us is most likely to happen? What are the probabilities based on what's happened thus far? And uh, yeah, then we beat the shit out of our friends and we gloat at them. And uh, that's, uh, that's what it's all about, people. It's what it's really all about, bringing people together to talk shit after you fuck them all up 
on the scoreboard. So let's get at it this week, Stat Rad episode week nine. I want to talk about the Dallas Cowboys. I know, I know. Who gives a shit? The Cowboys are terrible. This is a fantasy wasteland at this point. Dak goes down. The offensive line goes down. Zeke starts fumbling the ball. Nobody's worth touching. Well, the point is that's not true. In fact, this past week against that Pittsburgh Steelers defense, who we know is vaunted, really solid defense, Dallas played okay. Garrett Gilbert, uh, at this point a third or fourth string, whatever quarterback he was coming into the season, played pretty good, all things considered. Look, he went 21 for 243, a touchdown and an interception. Only 55% accurate, but come on, man. Pittsburgh is among the best defenses in the league, right? So I don't know what exactly you expected from him. Pittsburgh has the most quarterback pressures uh, in the league by a lot. They pressure quarterbacks on 31.2% of their dropbacks. Second best is 26.5%. So we we can't have expected much better than we saw. Two hundred, Nearly 250 yards, a touchdown, and a turnover from Garrett Gilbert. Gave his team a chance to win on the last play of the game Absolutely could not have asked for more from this guy. He's only got 44 pass attempts in his NFL career, by the way, which spans several years. And lots of teams as backups. He's been around. He hasn't only played in the NFL, though, guys. He was an AAF superstar. He was the highest rated quarterback of all the AFF starters. 61% accuracy there over the eight-game season. 13 touchdowns and three interceptions. He might actually be ready to play because he's played football, played starter football, played meaningful football. This is a guy that maybe, might be, kind of ready to go. Now, it's certainly not an easy route for the Cowboys or Gilbert going forward, but Pittsburgh will be the toughest team this this uh, group faces rest of season. There's not a that there's not a matchup that that uh, is tougher than Pittsburgh. Okay, they've got a few middle of the pack teams they get to play against. They get Minnesota, which is a cushy matchup in a few weeks here. Um, now this is all provided that Garrett Gilbert gets to remain the starter on the team. If I'm the coach, I leave Garrett Gilbert in there because Andy Dalton showed me absolutely nothing in his game and a half or so. Garrett Gilbert, like I said, put his team in a position. To win. Um, what I want to do for you guys here is I want to look at the pass catchers on this team. I want to look at these wide receivers who, you know, when Dak was playing, these guys were so coveted. You know, they were going for the highest prices of, of any group of receivers. People were saying best receiving core in the league. Dalton Schultz was coming on and playing really well. I want to look at these pass catchers and kind of try to figure out who's worth owning, who's worth spending fab on, and who we should just move on from. So we'll dig deep into the numbers. Now, uh, we're going to look at some stuff that happened this past week with Gilbert because I'm assuming he's the quarterback. If we come out of the bye and it's Andy Dalton, I will redo this for you guys next Monday, I promise, using Andy Dalton's numbers and Andy Dalton's preferences because I want you to have the best possible information. Let's do it. Let's dive in. We're going to start with the pass catchers and we'll start with snap count because if you're not on the field, you're not scoring. Last week's snap count, uh, Michael Gallup led... 94% 94% uh, um, of the snaps on the field. Mari Cooper at 84. CeeDee Lamb as that slot guy. Only 53% of the snaps there. In fact, Michael Gallup leads this category since Dak left. He's out-snapped these other guys since Dak's left and led each of 
the games except for that first one with Dalton in it. So um, he's on the field. Uh, part of the reason is because he's the better run blocker, I suppose. Uh, he at least gives you the deep threat. So if you're trying to run the ball, maybe you want to take a safety and back him up a little bit. You put the deep threat guy in there. But uh, he is on the field more often than anybody else. Let's look at the snap counts or the target counts rather from last week. Michael Gallup, CeeDee Lamb, and Dalton Schultz all had seven targets. Amari Cooper had six targets, right? So those are the four guys we're looking at pretty even last week. If you look at the last two weeks, the two weeks without Dak or Andy Dalton, Michael Gallup's 19 targets leads this group. And by a little bit, CeeDee Lamb, he has 12, but he's in second place in that uh, in that number. So Lamb seems to be getting a lot of targets. Okay, He's at led or tied for the lead in each of the last two weeks here. Now, the Nooch really loved him with 12 targets last week, but seven again this week. It's it's hard to ignore those numbers. Let's look at fantasy production. I want to look at fantasy production over three different timelines here. First, let's look at just this past week. Lamb leads the, the entire team 14.5 fantasy points. Cooper comes in third on the team, 12.5. Schultz is fifth on the team, 8.8. And Michael Gallup, even with those seven targets, seventh. Most fantasy points on the team. Now, this includes the quarterback. This includes running backs. 6.6 fantasy points. Not great. If you look at the last two weeks without Dak or Dalton, then uh, look, CeeDee Lamb is still the number one fantasy scorer on this team. 23.7 points. Okay, Dalton Schultz comes in second at 20.1. And uh, Michael Gallup at 19.7. He had a big week a couple of weeks ago. So he's the number three scorer on the team, whereas Andy uh, uh, Amari Cooper falls off just 14 points. Seventh on the team over that time period. And if you look at the last four games, that is without Dak, but Dalton in there, the Nooch in there, Gilbert in there. It is Amari Cooper's leading. He had a big week six, 50.4 for him. CeeDee Lamb's the second highest scorer on the team, 37.2. Schultz is fourth with 31 and some change. Michael Gallup, 24 points over those weeks, is sixth on the team. So, um, that's that's the number breakdown for fantasy points. Let's let's dive deeper into this past week, okay? Because what you want to look for in a situation like this, you got a young quarterback, or at least an in, not necessarily young, but an inexperienced quarterback, a guy who doesn't have a ton of time with this offense, a ton of time with these wide receivers. What you want to look at is who's he looking to when it counts, okay? There's a lot of different ways to define when it counts, so let's do that. Let's define it a few different ways. All right, first off, let's look at Third quarter on. The third quarter of this game on, when Pittsburgh really started coming back, you know, they scored those two field goals at the end of the first half to make it close. So when they come out of the the half, from the third quarter on, when Pittsburgh had the momentum and Garrett Gilbert and these Dallas Cowboys were trying to slow them down or stop that or trying to swing it around, who was Gilbert looking at? Who was he throwing the ball to? We can throw away the first half when they were doing well. I want to know who he's looking to when he's in trouble, when it feels like Things are swinging Pittsburgh's way. Uh, In that second half of the game, CeeDee Lamb led the team six targets. That includes three targets, by the way, on that final drive where they're trying to score with 30 seconds left. Dalton Schultz has five targets second on the team. Amari Cooper's four. And Michael Gallup, who led the team in targets, only had three in the second half when it counted. Okay, let's, let's redefine when it counted. Let's just say... On third downs. Over the course of the entire game, it's third down. You need that first down. Who are you going to go to? Who do you trust? Whose hands do you trust? Who do you know they're going to be in the right place? Well, CeeDee Lamb had three targets, including, by the way, the final play, which was a third down. 
Amari Cooper had three targets on third down as well. Michael Gallup and Dalton Schultz, both only one target on a third down. Gallup's was a third and ten on that last drive, which says either one, cool, he likes them on the last drive, or two, they knew they were going to go for it on fourth down anyway, maybe not as important. So it's that three for Lamb and that three for Cooper on third down when it counted for Garrett Gilbert, who we looked at. Let's redefine when it counts one more time. Let's look in the red zone. Okay, now granted the team only had nine plays in the red zone altogether, and Zeke had a fair amount of those. Tony Pollard, in fact, had a fair amount of those as well. But uh, if we look at these four guys, who got the red zone targets? When it was time to score, who was Garrett Gilbert looking at? Well, Michael Gallup has one. Okay, CeeDee Lamb has one. He scored on it. Amari Cooper, Dalton Schultz, neither of them got the ball in the red zone. So we looked at four different quote-unquote when-it-matters situations. In the red zone, on third down, when it counts because the momentum is going the other way and you're desperately trying to claw back into the driver's seat in this game. We looked at those different situations uh, and and one name kind of stands out here right at the top of the list in every one of those when-it-counts categories. And the, the bottom line for me is if you're buying any one of these weapons, it's got to be CeeDee Lamb. CeeDee Lamb is the receiver right now that the quarterback, Garrett Gilbert, trusts when it counts. Okay, They have a beat-up offensive line. There's not going to be a ton of time to make decisions moving forward. So that trust between the quarterback and receiver is going to be the most important thing for Garrett Gilbert and, and whoever it's going to end up being. I'm taking CeeDee Lamb here because he led in the red zone targets. He led in third down targets. And he led the team in targets on the last drive as well as the entire second half when Garrett Gilbert was desperately trying to keep some momentum for his team. Give me CeeDee Lamb here. Now, CeeDee Lamb, over the past four weeks since Dak went out, we heard it. Either first or second in fantasy scoring over that time period. May not be as cheap as you'd like, but I think he's proven himself. I was a CeeDee Lamb doubter when this season began. But Michael Gallup keeps dropping the ball. Amari Cooper, for some reason, can't get open. Quarterbacks aren't trusting him right now. Maybe teams are just keying in on him and putting people all over him. But uh, he's just not getting the workload that we're used to when Dak was in the game. Uh, it's 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 CeeDee Lamb, guys. CeeDee Lamb is the guy. Go get him. Put him on your team. Like I said, if Andy Dalton comes back, we'll do this again. I'll look at the quote-unquote when-it-count situations for you to figure out who to go after. Um, if Andy Dalton's a starter, but I can't believe that Mike McCarthy goes away from Garrett Gilbert after that performance that he put up. Again, the stat line was good, not great, but he gave his team a chance to win, which really has to be the only thing that counts. All right, guys, that's it. I know it's a short episode for you this week, but I really want to kind of spend some time and look at this situation, which looks dire from the outside Uh, Just to see what we can snag here. What kind of bits and pieces can we pick up off of a struggling offense to help our team? We don't need the Cowboys to win if CeeDee Lamb's going to be posting 14.5 points every week. All right, go pick him up. I'll talk to you guys next week. Hope you have a good one. Surviving the apocalypse and all of that. Stat Rat out. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V 
on YouTube.